guys, welcome to Lunch Plus. We're so excited to have you on with us today. If you are on, it's because you saw the title or you're just an active subscriber. The title today is How to Step Out of Worldly Logic and Into Godly Wisdom. If you are here to watch that content, then you can stick around until the top of the hour. If you're watching in the replay, you can actually go into the description and click on the timestamp. Fast forward through all of this if you're solely here for that. However, you're not going to want to miss out on what we've got going on today because we have a fun episode of Lunch Plus for you. Right now it is family chat followed by who would win in a fight and basically we're just watching the ultimate showdowns of Marky versus Buddy. That's really what's <laughs> taking place. Followed by prayer and then the five second challenge and then what's the word which is why you're on to grow in the things of God with us. Thank you for being here and if you are brand new to the page or if you haven't done it yet, go ahead, take this time, share the broadcast, comment in the comments and tell us who you are, what you're watching from so that way we can say hi to you. And go ahead and sign up for our notifications. If you're on YouTube, you can just click the little bell thing that's like subscribe to the channel and notify me when they're on. And on Facebook, you can become um, a fan of the page and that way you won't miss out on any of the content we put out and we put out a lot of good content for you. And as you're commenting, Help us hit 100 comments. The person who helps us hit 100 comments first, the fastest, wins a gift card on us just because we love you. Amen. 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 Jade's on. She says, hi there. Natalie says, hello again. William says, hello there. I feel very tall. I just had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very appreciative of the chairs that we can adjust the height. And I'm like, look at me. You do look awesome. So really, in real life, it's... I'm like, there, it like, <laughs> it's so different. So I got distracted and I was just like, whoa, I'm tall. There are some days when Marky, like we have different steps and levels here at the church and Marky will be standing on a step and she'll be talking to me and she'll pause and go, wow, this is what it looks like to look you in the eye. This it's is so, so cool. weird. It's so weird. I'm like, <laughs> like, especially standing, I'm like, this is what the top of your head looks like. This is so weird. <laughs> Guys. Thank you for being on today. As I said, share the broadcast, but here's what happens during family chat. Hey, George, I love you. That's my husband, so I can say that to him. <laughs> here's how family chat works. We put questions up on the screen, and then you answer them with us. Basically, we just, you know, chat like family, and some, sometimes it's personal, and sometimes it's fun, and who knows what today's going to be, because I don't remember what the questions are. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> Let's put up question number one of the day. I made this for Buddy. I'm so glad you're on for this one. Are cats evil or sweet? Sweet! Although I feel like most of the people are going to say evil. <laughs> Mr. Will is saying, Mr. Will's nodding his head in the back. No, they are evil. Uh, Rachel put in all caps, sweet. Buddy put, quote, sometimes it's fun. <laughs> uh, Kevin Nowicki says evil. Arabella says both. Joni says evil, rarely sweet. Johnny says evil. Look at how many anti-cat people we have. Listen, they are like children. You blame the parents. You blame the owners. They are neutral. It is how they are raised. They're cheap children. <laughs> we're not going to say that. We, our cameraman had some strong opinions behind some the camera. We're going to leave them back there. Um. <laughs> but like, like let, let's say a cat's like outside and it's, it's lived outside and it's Bending for itself Sometimes against those are really against nice. those Sometimes. ones. Those ones don't survive though. The nice ones outside don't survive. They have to be mean against coyotes and stuff. 
So I don't blame them for the street life that they, the you know, life. those are oh the street cats. Natalie says sweet but can be evil. Kevin says cats are awful beings. Um, Johnny says I disagree with that and I have a reason why. Uh, William <laughs> says they were made to be excellent predators but they weigh eight pounds and we treat them like babies. I can understand why they're hateful. <laughs> uh, Joni that says, was great. no, they're not raised. There is no training evil. <laughs> Arabella says, my grandparents used to have a bunch of cats at their house, and they all were um, eliminated. I felt like the word killed was really, was really harsh. They so. all went to glory. <laughs> and they all went to glory. <laughs> um, <laughs> Buddy says, cats never stop whining until you feed them. That's. That's a thing. I mean, that's um, people too, though. Like, come on. You know you want food too. Now, here's, here's the thing. This is why I'm so excited Marky's on for this one is because when Marky was first moving here, like when she first moved here and Priscilla, like she and Marky were getting to know each other, Priscilla asked her, she's like, so tell me about yourself. Like, like what, what are some things that you like? And Marky's like, I like pink and I like cats. And that was it. That's, how, that's what Priscilla had to go off of, of this is Marky. I've never been good at that question. Like the whole, like, tell me about yourself. I'm like, I don't know. I'm boring. I don't know. So, I like pink I'm, and cats. Like that was me really trying and putting myself out there. Like I could have just said, I don't know. Um, William said they went to that great laser pointer in the sky. <laughs> uh, Kevin said, did you know that domestic cats are the only hunt hunter that hunts for sport. I did not know that. That's interesting. Um, Buddy says when they need their paws on you, they're looking for weak spots. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I don't, I don't think I can like qualify my, see, we only have a cat. We don't have a dog at this point. We just have a cat who acts like a dog yes. and yes, Hobbs I don't think I could qualify Hobbs as either of these entities. He's his own thing. The hybrid. Like, he's, he's really in between. Last night, for example, he was all sweet because George fed him food, and so he's, like, purring and whatever. That's really the only time he super purrs. But then George and I are getting ready for bed and whatever. Like, George is at his, uh, at his dresser. He's standing up, and all of a sudden, Hobbs out of nowhere, like, jumps on George's <laughs> back, like, on his shoulder. That's he's like, great. Pelts, but, like, claws first. So George is like, ah! That's um, so funny. Hobbs is heavy. Hobbs, that must have dug in George's back. My cat, he's big. The last time we weighed him was a solid, like, 20 pounds. Like, he's oh a gosh. big cat. That's so funny. Yeah, but that's our doing. That's our fault. They're so much easier <laughs> than dogs, though. Dogs are like, you have to take them outside so many times a day. But and dogs, cats just do it themselves. But dogs love you. That, here, here's my beef with cats. You. Is that, like, certain cats love you, yeah. and certain cats are like, meh. And they only like one person. They like one person. And, and that's pretty much as far as it goes. Whereas dogs are like, I will love you. I will love you for who you are. Yeah, I will choose you. Some of them need too much love. I'm like, just, just like, Do you like have any be, dogs in particular a... in your mind right now? Marky, who lives at uh, the pastor's house with Abigail and Rachel? Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> William says Hobbes is both sweet and evil. Sweevil. <laughs> Buddy says cats are per evil. Oh. And then Arabella says, wow. 
<laughs> well, guys, this has been Family Chat. Basically, we have Buddy on the... Buddy... No, not Buddy. We have Marky and Rachel on the sweet side. And the end. Everyone else. Everybody else. <laughs> Against the world. I am Switzerland with this one. If I had to say, I'd say sweet because Pastor's cats are really nice. Um, and Hobbs is nice to George. But <laughs> that being said, this has been Family Chat. We're about to hop into our first official segment of the day, which is who would win in a fight? Get ready to vote for who you think delivers a better argument. Marky or Buddy, it's going to be a good one. Marky? Crush him. Okay, Let I will. Crush her. Okay. I, can't, I can't pick. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to Who Would Win in a Fight? This is a fun segment where we basically just kind of debate uh, pretty much an impossible scenario where yep. we try to figure out who would actually win in a physical fight. Yep. And right. you guys are in control. You get to vote mm -hmm. and see who wins. So it has to be You control our destiny. Which one of us fight? will be winners or losers? It's really up to you. Yes, it is. Just want to let you guys know, I love you so much. No, I'm no, so no. thankful for you guys. I love you guys, too. Well, who said it first? Anyway, <laughs> with that being said, let's put up our who would win in a fight scenario for today. Today's fight is who would win in a fight between Apple or Android. And I'm so glad that I got Android. I have the people behind me. I have, I have the popular. I got my Samsung Galaxy right here. You got and your, I got my iPhone right here. All right, it's going to so be sat in the right places. because People are already... Don't put your answer in yet. <laughs> people we are We haven't already, even started yet. Parents are already Recognize, saying Apple. We're not talking about oh. who is best. What? Remember, this is not who is best. It's who would win in a... Android. Jose just said Android. You don't even have an Android. You have an iPhone. All right, so let's talk about, again, who would win in a fight, not which phone do I like better. You're just saying that because you know everyone likes the Apple better. Pe people are more leaning towards Apple, but, you know, okay. we all Go ahead. So Apple would win because it has the whole country for mm. it, so they would all rally against the Android phone and crush the Android with all of the all of the country, not just country, mm -hmm. the world, wow. all of the world. They, they would help fight the Android phone and crush him. Okay. All right. Well, he, so <laughs> yeah. here's here's the thing when it comes to Apple versus Android. You know. Apple just now released widgets on their phones, which is something Android's been doing for years. Mm -hmm. Apple is essentially just kind of coming in behind Android consistently over there. They, now, they are doing it better, but they are doing it late. I so can see that. Android is ahead of Apple. It's, uh, by I, years in their technology and in certain things that they do. But if they were doing well, Apple wouldn't have to fix it. This isn't even anything to do with a fight, though. Like, you were like, it's a physical fight. Who it would win a in a physical fight? fight? I know, and right. now we're just talking about widgets. <laughs> All right, well, let's just prove it. Who would win in a fight? My phone's bigger. 
Mine won. <laughs> All right. You know what? Just for the sake of it, I'm going to add a plot twist. A plot twist? Who would twist? win in a fight between an actual android robot and an apple fruit? <laughs> Put it in the comments. <laughs> plot twist. I respect your drawing. But you also have to recognize what caused the fall. <laughs> I am. <laughs> but let's see if it works. So you see that little Apple logo with the bite taken out of it? They're actually referencing when Eve took the bite out of the apple. Well, and robots. All of mankind plunged into. Sin. Robots have destroyed mankind in multiple movies so many times. <laughs> Thank you for arguing my point. Well, no, I'm saying, but they're evil in so many movies. Okay. They're just mean in so many movies, but anyway. All right, guys, put it in the comments. <laughs> this Who would win in a fight? Complete between, nonsense. Uh, Android and Apple. I'm pointing in the wrong direction. Apple, Apple. Parents said Apple can shut down the world. That's true. William said something that someone agreed to. He said Apple is the superior operating system. You'll never catch a verse. All right. I see Android from Natalie Wagner. I see Bella says Android. You can remove the battery out of the phone. Apple, you can't. Oh. Hey. So I got two for Android. You just oh, got two, two for, for Apple, Apple from Barrett and EO. All right, it's coming close. This should be Apple is a This should be Apple is a brand. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Apple as a brand. Uh, yeah. Uh, Johnny says none of them. Disney always uses it. Uh, an apple as evil. That's true. <laughs> or not all of them, probably referring to apples. Oh, they're coming in so quickly. This is so all right, many George, comments. Android. Joe says Apple versus Samsung. Uh, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. says Android. Johnny says Android. George supports Star Wars. That has nothing to do with this. <laughs> what? Kevin says, by Buddy's logic, the fruit of knowledge and good of evil uh, caused the fall. By Buddy's logic, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil caused the fall. There's so many comments. I don't know. All right, William said Apple is basically Skynet. Android is is uh, to Apple what a Ford Fiesta is to a Corvette. That's too that's it's, too intricate. For, I for know. Brain to follow. I know. Me either. Like I'm not processing any of this. Uh, Jose says Apple isn't a software. I, I understand. Um, Bella says Android. How? George says. Or Baird says George is saying he supports androids because he's a supporter of Star Wars. I take it that I won on that. Are list. you? I don't. Are you? Mm. You'd already said androids to us. Okay. Well, with that being said, <laughs> who won? <laughs> you said this is hurtful, y'all. Who won? Uh, I think it was me. You think it was you? I think it was. What? Oh my gosh! Well, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't either. So <laughs> thank you guys. It's because I said I love y'all. All right, well, guys, thank you for joining us for Who Would Win in a Fight. Now we're moving on to Prayer with Barrett. We'll see you right there for that. Hey guys, 
it's time for prayer. Are you excited? I'm excited. Here's why. Because prayer is how things happen here on the earth. And y'all, just take a second and look around you. Do you think that our country is in need of some prayer? I think so. <laughs> and here's why I can say that and laugh. It's not because I don't take it seriously. It's because the Lord sits in the heavens and laughs. He laughs at the enemy's attempts to steal, kill, and destroy. Because in one breath of God, he can wipe out plagues. He can wipe out evil. God just needs people here on the earth, you and me. He needs us to be the, man, the men and women of God that we're called to be and work with him, partner with him in these things. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to pray and we are going to see the Lord move. Do you want to see the awakening happen in this country that's called to happen? Do you want to see God intervene on your behalf? You know, Jesus's prayers got answered and he prayed to the Lord and said, Father, I ask not that you take them out of the world, but that you would keep them from the wicked one. Do you want to be kept from the wicked one? Then join me in prayer today. As we pray, as we fast, expect the Lord to move in your life. Expect him to do what only God can do. Let's pray together and we're going to wrap up this time of prayer with a quick time of confessions. So Father, we thank you. Just begin by thanking him. Lord, we thank you. Thank you that you are a mighty God. If you pray in the spirit, then pray in the spirit. If you pray, if you don't pray in the spirit yet, then just begin to thank him out loud. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, that you are a mighty God. Thank you, Lord, that your hand is not short, that it cannot save. Thank you, God, that whatever doors you open, no man can shut. And when you shut a door, no man can open it. Lord, we thank you that you keep us from the wicked one. We thank you, Lord, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are spiritual. And we thank you, Lord, that the strongest spirit wins and the victory already belongs to the body of Christ. We're coming before you this morning from a position of victory. Put that in the comments. Say, I pray from the position of victory. Victory is already yours. Lord, thank you that the body of Christ has your victory. We thank you, Lord, that in everything you are always leading your body to triumph in Christ. We go from victory parade to victory parade. Perpetual victory parades belong to the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you. We ask, Lord, that you open the eyes of the people watching this broadcast today. Let us see, including those of us here in-house, Lord, let us see in ways that we've never seen before. Let us see in the spirit. Let us see the things of God. Let us see so clearly what is you and what is not you. Lord, you tell us in 1 Timothy 2 that in entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgiving, let them be made on behalf of all men for kings and all who are in authority so that we can lead a tranquil and quiet and peaceful life. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we lift up the leaders of this nation. We lift up our president. We lift up those in governing positions, Lord, the governors of the states of the viewers watching this broadcast right now. In 
in the name of Jesus, may they see clearly what is the will of God, what is not, and empower them to make right decisions. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we asked you for it this morning during 6 a.m. prayer. Give the governing officials over the states where our viewers are watching from in the name of Jesus. Give those governing officials road to Damascus moments. Lord, the same way that Saul had an encounter with you and he was forever changed, give the governors of every state represented by a viewer right now. Give those governors those same kind of moments. In the name of Jesus, may they experience you in a way that is unlike anything they've ever experienced before. God, may they not be able to say no once they have seen the power of God. May they be led by the Spirit of God. Lord, thank you. Thank you, God. Lord, if their hearts are hardened toward you, then we ask that they would be removed in the name of Jesus. But Lord, soften the hearts of those in governing positions. May, Lord, may they be strengthened with strength from on high. May they lead from a godly position. May they humble themselves before you, Lord, that it would go well with them. Lord, let it go well with our governors. Let it go well with the mayor of this town. Let it go well with our president. May it go well in our nation. Lord, we need you. We need you in this country. We need you, Lord. We need you. Just put that, Lord, we need you in America. We have great need of you in this country. Lord, we need you. We have to have you. Lord, every viewer watching under the sound of my voice, including those of us in this room, every person in the name of Jesus, let us be led by God in new measures. May we be led by God in ways that we've never been led by God before. Help us to hear your voice clearly. Lord, today's broadcast, worldly logic versus godly wisdom. God, teach us today through the words that come out of Pastor Brian. Teach us today how we can live and move and have our being in you in ways that we've only dreamt of being able to have it before, Lord. Let us flow with you. Let it be easy to flow with you. Let it be easy to abide with you. Let it be easy. Put that in the comments right now. Say, it is easy to abide with God. It is easy to abide with God. Father, thank you that you make it easy now in Jesus' name. Teach us, guide us into all truth. Lord, we thank you for the fullness of our manifestation of the inheritance. Lord, thank you that the fullness of our inheritance is being manifested now. What we have inherited from Jesus, protection, deliverance, financial things, Lord, and healing. Healing is ours now. Let's put up today's confession and say this with me. We have divine health in our bodies now and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Lord, healing is part of the inheritance package you have laid up for the saints. We command healing into the bodies of every viewer watching. Every symptom bow to the name of Jesus. We rebuke every symptom of tiredness, of stuffy noses, of lack of taste, of lack of smell. We rebuke every mental fog, every wicked thing, every hurting back, every, every knee that seems like it's out of joint, God. Legs that seem painful in Jesus' name be healed now by the power of God. 
that's for you. Take it and just thank him for it. Lord, thank you that you heal us now. Thank you that healing is ours now and we receive it and we also carry it and we, we vow to give it away. We give the healing of God to those around us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Huh, that God is just so good. And that's his plan for us. That's his promises. Right now we're hopping over into five second challenge. Thank you for praying. And here's what I want you to do. If you receive that prayer and you can tell that the Lord touched you during that prayer, you could sense the power of God and or, and or you were healed through that prayer. Put it in the comments right now. Let people be inspired by what God has done because I know the anointing is not just for me, it's for you. So if you could tell that the power of God was released. Just put some hands up in the comments as we hand it over to Buddy for the five-second challenge. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the five second challenge. Five second challenge! Yay. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to the five second challenge. Here's how this game goes. Basically, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be putting a word up on the screen. Yes. All right, and you're going to have five seconds to get your, not your opponent, but your teammate. Teammate. Um, yeah, to get your teammate to guess that word. Sorry, I just got really excited because I haven't done this with Barrett before. Oh, this is going to be fun. Except last week. What? When, when we failed on, like, the TV shows. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> okay. She blocked that out of her memory. <laughs> if we failed, I'm just going to block today. It's I just got so new. excited, though. Okay, I'm sorry, keep going. Pastor says it's good. When, well, I don't know if he said that, but he doesn't enjoy when we're opposed because we just end up helping yeah. each other. So this, yeah. this game works. This is good. All right, so today we have a series of Bible characters. Oh! Yeah, Bible characters. Interesting. Yeah, so, you, so basically, a Bible character is going to go up on the screen. One of you are going to look at it, have five seconds to get your opponent, or your parent, per, 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 teammate. teammate to guess that word. <laughs> Thank you for fixing me. I broke, I broke that first I second. love that you were just steady down the course of nonsense. Like Her you weren't power. even, like, like it was just going and going and going until Barrett interrupted it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I, I kind of broke a little bit for a second, but I'm healed in Jesus' name. All right, all right, Marky's gonna look at the screen first because she already saw what the first one's gonna be. So Marky- Just the first one though. All right, so Marky's gonna look at the screen first. Okay. You ready? Yes. All right, and you're not gonna look at the screen. Yeah, I'm gonna look at Marky. All right, you're gonna have five seconds. Let's put the first one up. <laughs> he was in Lion's Den. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded so confident. Here. I froze. Nope. Daniel. Like, I wanted to, 
I had both, I had David and Daniel David. in there. I'm like, I, it's yeah. not David, it's not David. <laughs> but this is, so the glass house, like sword drills growing up. Like, do you remember sword drills in yeah, Sunday school? For sure. I froze in those. I'm like, I, uh, so. Where's Genesis? Yep. <laughs> do you remember a few months ago when we, <laughs> when Buddy and I couldn't find that one scripture for like 10 minutes? That was fun. <laughs> That that's not what this is going to be like in yeah. Jesus' name. It's going to be great. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our next one. Okay. I'm not looking. Um, he had a coat of many colors. Uh, Joseph. Yep. Yay! Ah. I started to say Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> this is going to get fun then. I'm excited about this one. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> We're just going to start shouting all of Melchizedek. <laughs> Jesus! I, I did not add Melchizedek Praise into this God. <laughs> You're welcome. I would have said, like, something about sandals. Like, <laughs> shoe straps. <laughs> not Jesus, but kind of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> all right, oh, let's do I'm our looking. next okay. one. <clears throat> um, his other name was Israel. Jacob. Wow. Yes! <laughs> Thank yes. you guys for doing well the 90-day Bible reading challenge. <laughs> this, is like, this one's like high stakes. Because of like, the Bible. Like, and who cares if you don't it's, know TV stuff? It's <laughs> Jacob. Like, it's like basic things. Like, ooh. This is like, what's right elementary, but like higher. Yeah. yeah. The Bible. Like, Seriously. I don't Spiritual like stakes. I'm wondering, like, so when you have like Joseph, there's yeah. multiple Josephs in the Bible. What? Oh. Like, oh, Mary and Joseph. So, like, I, I was, I I was really curious when I put that up there. Which one are they going to default to? Oh, really? Hey, we just reached our 100th comment. Julie Buck. Yay! Well done. I'm yeah. glad that Rachel's laughing at us. That makes me happy. <laughs> okay, I'm, so, I'm prepared. So, Julie, you just got our 100th comment. If you go to whatsright.com slash gift, you can claim your gift card there. Yes. Yay. There. All right. <laughs> Let's jump into our next one. Okay. Who's looking and who's not? I'm looking. All right. You guys are on this. Um, he had lots of wives. And he wrote a book that Solomon? seems, yes. <laughs> he had lots of wives. I'm glad that's like the distinguishing So many that. had lots of wives. So I'm so glad I got it. <laughs> but only one had 700 of them. I was going to say, and he wrote the book that seems inappropriate when you're younger. <laughs> that's funny. He wrote a musical. All right. That's basically what Song of Solomon is. Basically. It's a, it's a musical. What? It's a musical. It's the Songs of Solomon. It's a series of songs that go through a love story between a man and a woman. You have other people that come in and, and sing about them, sing to them. It's a musical. Can't you say the Book of Psalms is a musical too, though? Well, yeah, but it's not a story. It's like a, a concert. Yeah, yeah. The Book of Psalms is a concert. Song yeah. of Solomon is like it's, a Broadway it's a musical. play. Yeah. <laughs> It for sure is, if you think about it. I don't it. know, though. I feel like David hiding in caves is like a Broadway, like a play. Like. But, but that's like First Kings when you talk about uh, it. This is a different anyway. segment anyway. right now. Okay. <laughs> All right, next, next, next Barry, one. Marky and Buddy uh, talk about the Bible. Uh, I don't know. I, it was something in the story of David, I think. No? <laughs> is it not? <laughs> I'm so sorry. No. A prostitute. <laughs> oh. And hit the spies in the wall of Jericho. And is in the lineage oh. of Jesus. Oh. <laughs> oh, did they did she have the the the, the scarlet? The scarlet? Yeah. yeah. Okay, see, I know. Her part her <laughs> yeah, part of the wall didn't fall. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do our next one. 
No, right, I, I didn't see it. Am I, who looked at it? He's the prophet that followed the other prophet. Uh, Elisha or Elijah, I can never remember. I said them both. We sing. I guess you said them both. So. It, was, it was Elisha. <laughs> Elisha. Yeah. I always get the mix of them, which is which. Oh, I right. feel so exposed. <laughs> Let's do one more. <laughs> one more, Marky looks. Let's do it. Put it up on the screen. <clears throat> Ooh, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Yes. Yay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I started to feel like I was saying them out of order. That's funny. You did well. You did well. We're learning that Marky with Bible things is like a pressure cooker situation. And the first little bit is good, and then all of a sudden it starts boiling to the top. Did you hear how like, I stuttered? I was like, Matthew, Mark. <laughs> you know, um, can can we just do the last one? I know I said one more, but can we do the last one real quick? <laughs> I said the last just one. Enjoying I'm enjoying it. this. Oh my gosh. But let's okay. put the last one up. I'm ready. The father of Jesus. The actual Joseph. father of Jesus. Actual father. Oh, God! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna, I was really curious if you were going to get that. <laughs> I said it! God! <laughs> <laughs> well done, guys. <laughs> you got them all. Would you pass Except Sunday one. school? <laughs> no. <laughs> you passed, though. We got all of them. No, them. I didn't get rehab. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's okay. okay. You oh guys just go so well. <laughs> well done, everyone. Oh. <laughs> Kevin said, oh, oh, I don't. <laughs> read that. I'm not going to read oh that. Oh, my gosh. Nice. <laughs> you did great. Oh. Oh. All right, well, guys, thank you for joining us for the five-second challenge. This is the pressure. Now we're going to be giving it over to Barrett, and she's going to have a couple quick announcements for you. And then Yay. we'll jump into what's the word as Pastor's talking about the difference between worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. How can I get out of my head and get into God's wisdom. It's going to be good. We'll see you there in just a second. versus godly wisdom. And right now, we need one of those things <laughs> in full supply. So it's going to be a good broadcast. Make sure that you take this time right now while I'm doing announcements and share the broadcast. Now, here's what we've got going on. Next month, we've been telling you about it. We're going to keep telling you about it because it's important. February 7th through the 12th, Kickstart 2021. It's going to be such a great time. We're so excited and honored to have Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. here in-house with us. He was here just this past Sunday. He's going to be back with us again, and it's going to be awesome. He and his wife, Evangelist Carolyn Shuttlesworth, they're both going to be here with their whole family. It's going to be powerful. 
And look, the Lord's not a respecter of persons, and he also doesn't go backwards. If the Lord does something, then he doesn't then shrink it. You know, you don't see in the word Abraham, like he grew and then he just started shrinking, and then he grew again. And then he sh- like you increase from favor to favor, from glory to glory, you, from victory to victory, you increase. That's how God works. And so last year, let me give you a quick testimony. It's one of my favorites. We had a man who came and he was believing for things to increase in his business. And he sowed a seed one night and the very next day, like it wasn't even by the end of the week, the very next day he had someone call and Basically, in one phone call, his business went up $20,000 a year. I think it was more than that, but I want to lowball it. By the end of the week, $27,000 a year of income had come into his lap simply because he was faithful, he honored what God was doing, and he was in the right place at the right time to receive from the Lord. Make sure that you are one of those people who is in the right place at the right time to receive from God. That being said, Impact University is starting back. We started back last week. We're starting again this week. You know, we're on week number two, but it's not too late to enroll. Do we have that video ready to show? We do. We're going to show you a quick video about it, and we're going to come back to me and then into the Word. Bible college, which means you get legit credits, they'll transfer, you get a legitimate degree, but here's the best part, you grow in the things of God. I've not met one person who has attended Impact University here in Albemarle who has, whose testimony has not been, wow, have I learned so much, wow, have I seen so much. So we want you to be a part of that too. You can also do it virtually online. If you are interested, you can go to impactyou.com. Org and fill out that uh, little that little form there. It'll get sent to us, and then we'll get in touch with you for it. Now, are you ready for the word? Are you ready to receive the things of God? Put in the comments. Say, I'm ready to receive today. We're gonna hop over to what's the word and get ready. It's gonna be a good one.
everybody. Welcome back to What's the Word. Pastor Brian is about to hop on, but you are in for a treat today because yesterday we were talking about get out of your head. Today we're talking about godly wisdom versus worldly logic. And here's, here's basically the gist of what we are talking about. You know, there is a logic that we have here in the world but it's not necessarily God's logic. You know, we did a, we did a message a few weeks ago, like, is, is that my gut or is that me? Like, can I, should I trust my gut instinct? And oftentimes what we find is we're in our heads so much, like we're constantly thinking. And we have so many different inputs that we have coming in, you know, media and news and family and friends and books and Bible. And we tried oftentimes, we'll try to figure everything out on our own. But yesterday, what we were talking about is it's important to get out of our heads and not figure things out by our own understanding, but to lean on the Lord and let the anointing bring an understanding to us. And truly, this is something that we need now more than ever before. You know, we're in, today we're going to be talking about worldly logic versus God's wisdom. You know, there's a higher level of understanding there's a higher level of understanding. Worldly logic is fine. You know, two plus two equals four. That's great. But then there's a godly wisdom that we need to tap into. You know, anytime we talk about this, I think of the fact pastor, and he'll be on in just a second. Pastor is super smart with technology things. Like he has an anointing and an understanding of technological things. And here at the church, you know, pastor has asked me to oversee a lot of our, cre well, he's asked me to oversee our creative arts department, which requires me to, to oversee technology things. And when he first asked me to, my worldly thinking was, I can't do this. I have no way of doing this. I, I don't understand how any of this stuff works. And in my own thinking, my own worldly logic, I didn't see how it could be done. But as I have received things from pastor, as I've received understanding and revelation, what has happened is all of a sudden there's been an impartation that I've been able to receive and I'm able to understand things. I don't even know why they work the way they work. And yet it works <laughs> because God is so much smarter than we are. And he's able to teach us in a way that's unlike anything else. So that's what we are going to be talking about today. Yesterday was getting out of your head. Go back and watch that broadcast do you enjoy the chair that's just slowly appearing on camera right now? Is it nice? Like, hey, this is our chair. Welcome to the chair. No, today we're going to be talking about getting um, the difference between worldly logic and God's wisdom. If you didn't watch yesterday's, go back, watch the replay of it, because this is one of those topics that truly, it, when you grab a hold of it, will change everything about your life. And I'm not just saying that, you know. This is a revelation that changed my life when it first came to me, when Pastor first taught me about it. So I'm excited. Amen. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm well. I feel like I'm going to be extra short today, so it's going to be a fun exercise of hello, Pastor. <laughs> does it raise up anymore? I don't. It does. Hey. I'm still short. <laughs> Look, you I grew. Like I grew. Just like that impartation. Well, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to uh, come on this. You know, I wanted to come on this screen because it was different, and yeah. I like it. So anyway, I had uh, 
pastoring things happening today. It was awesome. And uh, hey, you're, you're not. I'm li I'm listening to us. I like it. Yeah, it's I like it too. I like it. <laughs> so yeah, yesterday uh, we got a great question. Uh, we got a great question this morning in from Miss Susie Huth. Amen. And uh, so we were talking yesterday about the difference between. Uh, you know, worldly logic and God's logic. And the main thing that we said was you have to prioritize yeah. yielding to the Holy Spirit and hearing from the Holy Spirit over thinking logically by worldly wisdom and yes. worldly logic. We have to do that. And so if we don't do that, then what we'll do is we'll default back. Because think about this. Uh, Think of, and we have a great question I'm getting ready to share with you, but think about this. What did you learn in this world? What did you learn to do from the time you were this high, you know, till, till you started learning about the Word? Yeah. You learned, they told you, use your head, think, think. So the priority yeah. is, and our natural and our default is, to go into thinking, right. to go straight into thinking. Right. And so we've been taught that that's the standard. The issue is... That's not how you know things. Right. Actually, we would be doing kids a major benefit by teaching them how to yield to God first. Yeah. And then that would increase their education. You know, like even thinking about, I've never thought about this till right now, but, you know, thinking about this, I'm going to probably start doing this with Luke like each morning. Like, let's yield to the Lord and open up that fellowship with yeah. him and he will show you his anointing will enlighten you throughout the day. Yeah. And uh, can you imagine what would be available? Because I know when I spend What's time with the like Lord. In five years. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what the revelation that yeah. comes out, because then you start tapping into God's wisdom and God's revelation. But what we found is that many times people are sitting there and they're so locked up in their mind. They are so locked up in their mind, yeah. they can't receive. They'll be at services. Their thoughts will carry them off. And we talked about how to deal with that yesterday. But then uh, this morning, uh, Miss Susie Huth sent a message and sent a question. And I, and I love this question. And basically the question is, okay, I heard what you said yesterday. I'm getting out of my mind. I'm getting, I'm getting out of that. But... The Bible says, <laughs> study to show yourself approved. Yeah. In, in all you're getting, get understanding. Yeah. So what do you do with that? Like, great question. It is. It's really, a, it's really a good question. I was like, ooh, I like that one. That's, that's good. Um, but here, here's what I can see, too, is, you know, why are you there at that question is mm -hmm. a good question. Like, how did you get to that question? And what's happened is you hear the message yesterday, and then today what's happening is your brain is thinking, you know, which is good. Like, we're not, we're not discouraging yeah. thinkers, right? Uh, we're encouraging thinkers whose foundation is godly wisdom. Yeah. Hear that. You're, we're not discouraging thinking. We're encouraging thinking that's founded with godly wisdom, yeah. not 
earthly wisdom. See, yeah. that's the issue. Most people are starting from an earthly limited amount yeah. instead of starting with a heavenly yeah. godly logic and wisdom and they don't have a flow so and when we think only with our brains we're always going to be limited yeah. but if we will tap into that wisdom that God has then all of a sudden we'll get there uh, we'll get to places that we couldn't before yeah. so um, one of the things that I was looking at is this is uh, you know yesterday one of the things I said was I'm going to try and get you to, this, this is oxymoron, and, and I'm going to try to get you to understand how not to understand, how not to think with your head, you know, yeah. which is kind of funny. But uh, you're going to catch this just like it was yesterday. You could tell that as people were listening, they were catching this. Yeah. They were catching it. And so, um, you know, when we see, let's look at these verses now, and let's go, let's see here. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 4.7 first. Or no, let's go to 2 Timothy 2.15. That's 2 a Timothy, <laughs> Yeah, 2 Timothy 2.15. So in the King James, it says this, Study to show thyself approved unto God, yeah. a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Right. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay. Let's also, I don't have this in my notes, but let's also go to Acts 17, and I believe it's verse 11, talking about the Bereans. I, I love the Bereans. This, this is a great, great thing. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. So they would examine the scriptures, yeah. okay? So now the issue is because we've grown up all of our life being taught, think with our natural mind, mm -hmm. right? Which is good. That's better than not thinking, yeah. you know? It's better than no thinking for sure, right? And think over yeah, not think. <laughs> well, yeah. And so put this in the comments, like thinking is better than not thinking, because this is an issue in our society today. There's a lot of people that aren't thinking through certain things. You know, you're seeing it in the political process. You see it at stoplights. You see it you with people eating Tide Pods. Like, yeah. that's just not thinking. <laughs> thinking is better than not thinking. Glory to God. I'm so glad we've established that. But watch this. Thinking with God's help is better than thinking naturally. Yeah. Right? Thinking with God's help is better, right? Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about accessing outside of our normal. And so, you know, one of the things that you see here is we've been taught so much to think with just our natural mind mm -hmm. that when we read these scriptures, that's the first thing that we go to. Yep. So instead of thinking, okay, let me yield to the Lord as I'm examining and studying I'm thinking I've got to figure it out in my head. And yeah. see, there's the disconnect because our normal has not been to pull from God first. Our normal has been to utilize what we have first yeah. and our own and the resources right in front of us only when God's clearly laid out that there's another resource. Yeah. There's a different resource, a higher resource with more wisdom. And uh, let's go to Proverbs 4, 7. You know, as, as we're turning there, as you're sharing, what comes up to me is last year, the Lord 
shared a vision with me of me driving on the highway with him. Yeah. And I saw me in a car, and I saw a car ahead of me. Right. And we weren't the only ones on the highway. And, you know, here's the thing with your thoughts. Like, you're, the Holy Spirit is not the only spirit who is on a spiritual highway. Like, yeah. you can have inputs from different things. Your thoughts yeah. can have roots from different places. So in this vision, what I saw was I saw me following the Lord. I yeah. saw the car ahead of me and he was weaving through traffic in a way that I would not have woven through traffic. <laughs> like I, w I wouldn't have felt comfortable with it, but I knew that it was God. Yeah. And so I started following him and all of a sudden we started zipping down this road faster yeah. and faster. And he took an exit I wouldn't have taken in this vision. Like I'm just following him and all of a sudden he starts going places. I'm like, where are you taking me? Yeah. And at the end of it, he took me somewhere awesome that I was trying to get to, but I couldn't even fathom where it was on my yeah. own understanding. Yes. And that's like this with this yes. thinking. Like when we try to figure yeah. stuff out in our own minds, and that vision was the Lord helping me to begin to understand this for myself. When we try to figure it out, we may somehow in a roundabout way maybe get there, but it's going to yeah. take us a long time to do it. Yeah. It's going it, to, it's going to not be the most efficient or the best way. And our faith won't have grown because we will have figured it out on our own. Yes. It's always going to be limited, but that's why we always need the input yeah. of the Lord. And so, uh, all right, now let's look at Proverbs 4, 7, and it says, um, let me let me give it to you because th there's actually some difference in the wording here, and it in the New American Standard, what I found is that translates to our language today mm -hmm. uh, more exact than even what the King James does a lot of times. Although I love the I love the King James, I love the the poetic nature. Let me read it in the King James, then you read it in the New American. Yes, okay, sir. so the King James says, "Wisdom is the principal thing." Please put that in the comments. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. And then it says, therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Mm -hmm. Get wisdom, and with all thy wisdom, get understanding. Now, I did a whole series uh, talking about Proverbs 24, verses 3 and 4. Uh, it says, uh, by wisdom a house is built, by understanding it is established, and with knowledge it is filled with all precious and pleasant riches, right? That's Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4. And I described what's the fruit of each one of those, what are each one of those things, and I probably need to do that again. That would actually be a really good series to finish out this week with. <laughs> that may be what you get the rest of the week. And as I'm saying that, I'm feeling the anointing on it. So that may be, let me pray that out. Uh, but that series was life-changing, okay? But you have to, if you just go about it from a natural standpoint that we've been taught all of our lives to apply our natural mind to figure and think, things out, then you'll enter into the trap that we were talking about yesterday, and you'll get locked up in your mind, and even some of the best thinkers will actually struggle yeah. uh, to move forward, even though they're smart, because what was a, a strength in the physical man has become a weakness yeah. in the spiritual man, because they're operating, trying to operate as a, hear this, they're trying to operate as a spiritual man using natural tools, using physical tools or worldly tools. Yeah. Well, that's never going to be a good 
combination. In order to be the, you know, you are a spirit. It's, you know, this three parts of man series that we did a couple of weeks ago, it is so important. It's so important for us to understand because you wouldn't fully grasp this. If you didn't hear the three parts of man a few weeks ago, maybe we can put that in the comments. Uh, but uh, if you didn't hear that and didn't get it, then you won't understand today. Yeah. You won't understand it at its fullness. But in order, you are a spirit first. You are a spirit. You have a mind or a soul, a mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a body. And so when you, the spirit, which is the one that's supposed to grow, that capacity is supposed to uh, get stronger through the spirit. When you try to enhance spiritual things in your life with physical things, mm -hmm. you're never going to be able to do it. So we've been taught all this time, we've been taught all this time to, uh, you know, utilize the, utilize the uh, fleshly stuff, yeah. you know, utilize the worldly stuff, utilize those things. And so we try to bring those natural things. There's a key to unlock it. I can tell right now. There's, we try to bring those natural things over into a spiritual context mm -hmm. and, a, and it doesn't work. Yeah. And no wonder it doesn't work. There are different realms. They're different words. Now, the Bible is constantly blending those realms, and that's what we're talking about. In other words, he will partner those realms, yeah. but you have to understand when to apply which thing right. where. When to apply which thing where. And so when we see this, in all your wisdom, get understanding. Mm -hmm. Okay? In all your getting, get, therefore get wisdom, and in all thy getting, get understanding. Okay, and wisdom and understanding are two different things. I, I tell you, we'll teach on that over the next few days. I'll, I'll have to, I have to get some study up on that. But we'll, we'll teach on it the next few days. I got to move this table. My knees are longer than yours. <laughs> uh, so, um, as we talk about wisdom and understanding, uh, this such a big topic. But here's how do we get wisdom? How do we get understanding? How do we how do we study to show ourselves proof? How do we examine the scriptures like the Bereans and stay out of our natural mind and flow, stay in the spiritual, mm -hmm. okay? Stay in that spiritual mind. And so now read this same scripture because it does read a little differently and it gives us a little bit of insight in the New American Standard. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. In other words, so the difference is the word between get and acquire. And acquire kind of is like, okay, how do you acquire something? You know, if you hear, if we hear the word get, then a lot of times it's like, I got to take action to go get that. Right. And that, and it's telling us to take action. But when we hear the word acquire, that could mean I could hand something to you and now you've acquired it, right. but you didn't go get it. Right. You, you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's a difference. The Lord will give you the wisdom and understanding so that you acquire it. Here's the issue. Here's what each one, study to show yourself approved. The, like the Bereans, examine the scripture. Like Proverbs 4, get wisdom, get understanding. What we do is we get ourselves in the position this is key. The key to staying in and getting wisdom and understanding studying is we get ourselves in the position to receive yeah. that wisdom and understanding. It's not us actively doing that in the flesh and in the physical. It's we position ourselves so that, so that 
we can receive. Yeah. So in order to escape the worldly thinking but still study, it's not that we, it's not that we do that all in the natural mind. We position ourselves to receive yeah. in that way. So going back to yesterday, if I'm sitting in, in worship and all I'm doing is thinking about what's going on around me, who's looking at me, raising my hands, who's doing this, who's doing that, I'm not in a position to worship. Yeah. If I'm sitting there during a message and I'm hearing it preach and my brain is going like this and, and I can't even focus on the next thing that's anointed that's being preached, I'm not in a position to receive the anointing. Yeah. Okay, I've got to position myself to receive the anointing. I've got to position myself to get wisdom, yeah. to get understanding. I have to position myself, and that position is yielded at the feet of God in intimate fellowship. Yeah. So it's the same process, but it, you take action differently, and I'm going to show that here in just a second. But before we do, let's go back now, and let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians you know, as, as we're turning what there have been lots of things sticking out and I'll just wait for the Lord to lead all of them but I know for me when I when you first started teaching me this because I needed very much to get out of my head like I, <laughs> I, I lived in my head I had a nice little camp that I set up there um, <laughs> and so pastor this has been for years he has yeah. been teaching me in this, one thing I realized is I wasn't trusting the Lord to bring the revelation to me. I trusted myself to impress God and those around me yes. by how much I knew. And yeah. what the difference in that is, one is humility and one is pride. And so often, like I have seen like firsthand, there are people I know who were anointed and called by God who I've seen the anointing flow through them. And they gave themselves so much more to figuring the word out on their own than they did receive it by revelation that they're so deceived now. Like it's, it's scary. Yeah. And truly I was on that path too, because I so much wanted to learn. Yeah. And I remember I moved here. And the very first question I ever asked pastor was, so what, what do you think Melchizedek is? Like, what do you think that is? And pastor, I think you answered me. And then maybe a couple days later, you're like, you need to examine why you want to know this. And I was <laughs> like, because it's cool. Like, I don't know. But what I was, what I realized is I wasn't really trusting yeah. in my ability to hear from God. I didn't think I could. Yeah. Glass house. I, yeah. I didn't. But I knew I could read. We, I knew I was smart. We trust our mental ability yeah. in the flesh more than we trust relationship yeah. with God. And it's the same thing when you're asking God for wisdom or direction, we'll make a decision ahead of time under pressure yeah. because we don't trust that God will get us the answer. Yeah. Well, and he's so much smarter than we are. And he knows when we can handle things and yeah. when we can't. Like it goes back to, for me, the tangible example is, you know, pastor. Pastor has insight into my life as a shepherd over me. And so he, the Lord's talked to him about vision for my life that the Lord hasn't spoken to me directly about yet. And my flesh and my, really most of me would like to know what that is. But I'm, if pastor hasn't shared it with me, it's because I don't need to know it yet. And used yeah. to, that used to really 
really grind my gears. <laughs> I used to not enjoy it. But now that I've seen the protection of it, I know yes. when I need to know this, I'll know this. And it's that way with the Lord. When I need yeah. to know something in the word, he's going to bring it up to me. He's going to answer right. those things for you me. You trust the relationship. Yes. You trust the fellowship. And when you get to that place, life is so much easier. Yeah. Life is so much easier. Yeah. And that's the issue. It goes back to like... Um, we want to make that connection. We want to figure out what's the path instead of trusting God to yeah. give it to us you when we need it. You stop reading the Bible for yeah. sport and you make yeah. it more about hunger. Yeah, and about Him, yeah. about His fellowship. Yeah. And so, you know, so here it is. We are getting understanding. We're acquiring wisdom. We're uh, examining the scriptures, okay, that we're told to do all these, these things. We're told to study. Right. All right. But see, we don't just apply that on a, on a singular verse. Right. We always should take the full counsel of the word. So let's look at each one of those commands as a whole. Acquire, study, examine. Okay? Acquire, study, examine. And now let's hold on to those and filter it through the full counsel of the word of the scripture that we read yesterday. Yes. So 1 Corinthians 2, and starting at verse 10, okay? For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. So how's he going to, how is God, and I'm going to give you a great example of this in, in a few minutes that will unlock all of this, but first we need to lay this foundation, okay? So uh, for to us, God revealed them through the Spirit, talking about the things of God, and the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. Okay, so the first thing we need to see is that what we need revealed to us, that, and what we need revealed to us is what God told us to get. Yeah. So, whiz, all right, acquiring or getting, examining, and studying, according to this verse, how are those things that we're trying to get to, how are they going to come? Through the Spirit. Through the Spirit only. There's no other way. It's not going to happen me on my own just thinking. Mm -hmm. And if it does happen just with me thinking, it's probably because uh, it wasn't just me. The Lord gave me something. And if it's not that the Lord gave me something, I probably have a false doctrine that's building. Yep. I, you know, one or the other. It's either the Lord's going to give me revelation or if I'm, because it goes on to say you can't get it without going through the Spirit. Right. So if I'm over here trying to process and think through all of this stuff, and then this is what this lends to, there's a whole lot of people that probably need to take all their doctrine because they've done it this way their whole time. Take all their doctrine and lay it on the altar of the Lord and go back through this process and let the Holy Spirit show them what actually is yeah. Him. And not you know? just doctrine, yeah. life. Like how yeah. much of your yeah. life is based off of your thought pattern yes. as opposed to a decision being led by God. Exactly. And so now we see this. He says in verse 11, For who among men knows the thoughts of man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the thoughts of God no one knows except the spirit of God. So now what did he tell us to get? He told us to get wisdom. What kind of wisdom? Worldly wisdom? No, he's talking about godly wisdom, spiritual wisdom. Mm -hmm. He told us to get understanding. What kind of understanding? Godly wisdom 
you know, earthly, earthly wisdom is not what he's telling us. Earthly understanding is not what he's telling us. But earthly wisdom and understanding will come through godly wisdom and understanding. So what he's telling us is get the main thing, the chief and the principal thing, is the wisdom of the Lord, the yeah. mind of Christ. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I want you to see this. So what we're told to get, what we're told to study, what we're told to examine is the wisdom of God. But where is the wisdom of God? In Him. Yeah. And this verse tells us, how do you know what's in God? The only way to know what's in God is by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. So you can't get it by thinking about it in your natural mind. Nope. It doesn't work that way. And so all of these quote-unquote scholars who are over here trying to be a think tank in a worldly mindset think that they're unraveling these things are really not doing anything unless yeah. God gives them something. If he doesn't give them something, they're probably coming up with a doctrine that's yeah. definitely flawed. And over here in God through the Spirit is all everything that they need. You know, this particular topic, the, I, I believe what the Lord just told me was this topic is why the body of Christ hasn't seen the power that God promises us yes. in the Word because yeah. the body of Christ has been thinking. You have pastors, evangelists, prophets, apostles, yeah. teachers who will give you mic drop moments in these cute little one-liners, but when the fire of God comes, those one-liners won't be able no, to stand that's in the right. fire. That's the right. power of God is proof yeah. that of the anointing. And we need to be led by the anointing. If you need things to work in your life, if you're believing for yeah. a miracle, a health miracle, yeah. a financial miracle, you don't need to figure out what you know, what prescription or what doctor. Like I'm not, I'm not saying those are bad, but you need the anointing of God to tell you what to do, when to do it, how yeah. to do it, because that's where the power comes from. Exactly. The power's not in your brain. The power's yeah. in Him. Well, and the mic drop moments are an, a perfect example of what has been wrong with the church and a perfect example of what entices people. You yeah. know, like when you first came to the church, if I would have had mic drop moments, you would have been more entertained sure. and more hooked, right? Because it's these, you know, witty uh, connections, little phrases that just like slam drop the mic on you, you know, mm -hmm. and it make it, what does it appease? It appeases flesh. the flesh. It appeases our brain and it is absolutely, but they came out of our natural brain. Yeah. They didn't necessarily come out of God. Most of them don't come out of God because most people, they're so pleased with themselves when they have yeah. these mic drop moments and they're working in their sermons to try and get to these little moments like that. And they don't realize they carried zero power because they didn't come through the spirit. If it didn't come through the spirit, it's not of God. And it's not going to change yeah. anything. No, it doesn't, it doesn't hardly change anything. It may, it may help some people over a long period of time if it's an actual truth, but it's carrying no immediate anointing yeah. on it for power, yep. right? And so you see that all of this thinking outside of God, it you know, it's, ha carries none of the spirit in, carries none of the anointing, carries none of the power, right. carries none of the knowledge that we're, he... He told us to get. Now watch this. So if I'm going to be obedient to get and examine and study, and in context, the things of God, the only way I can be obedient at that is to not pursue it in a natural mind. Right. 
I, the only way I can do it is to not pursue that in a natural mind. Okay? So if I pursue it in a natural mind, I'm being disobedient to what he told me to say. Mm -hmm. So in other words, in answering you know, Miss Susie's question about that, what about studying to show yourself proof? It's how you go about that. And are you, in what you're doing, are you positioning yourself for your natural mind to work? Or are you positioning yourself for the spirit yeah. to work? So um, let's... But he says, that's how I was taught to preach in Bible college. Each sermon needs hours upon hours of study and preparation intellectually, and you'll have a good sermon. Negative. Nope. 100% wrong. The first time, like, yeah. I remember the first time pastor ever had me preach at the church, he gave me 10 minutes notice. Like, as I was walking in the door, he's like, you're doing it. Oh, cool. Because, I, it was so good, ready in season and out. <laughs> but what he, say, what he was teaching me, yes. without me even realizing it, is yes. I would have spent, and I had spent, at that point I was leading the youth, I'd spent hours on hours on hours getting messages ready for the kids. And in that moment, pastor was teaching yeah. me, there's a different way. There's yeah. a different way to minister. You carry a supply within you. Let the supply within you flow out of you. And it really gut checked me because I had to. I had to get yeah. serious. Of do I have a supply in me? Like, have I been full up, ready to pour out yeah. at a moment's notice? So in this in this moment, here's the thing. Like going back to Buddy's comment and addressing that, you didn't need hours and hours of study and preparation on the sermon. Right. You need hours and hours of study and preparation in fellowship with God. Yep. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. And out of that fellowship will flow yeah. what it is. Uh, Ted Jr. and I were talking not too long ago, maybe a year ago or something, and uh, we were talking about he, because he's been doing the daily broadcast for longer than we have, and uh, he was saying, uh, he was saying, I've got, you know, people and ministers, they'll come up to me and say, how do you come up with that much material? That question right there shows you where they're getting their material yeah. from. It's not coming out of their fellowship with God. It's coming out of an intellectual yeah. preparation, you see. And that tells you right there that for the most part, most of their preparation is not going to be anointed. because. And I said, it, to me, it's not. It's never been about what am I going to do? I'm running out of stuff. It's which stuff to tell you. You right. know, what stuff do I have lists? I have notes in my phone of, of topics that yeah. I could teach on and, and talk about. It's which one does God want to do right now? Yeah. And so, you know, what you're, what you're saying is, see, and when I watch this, and that, watch this, especially ministers, listen to this. See, a good leading, and I was doing exactly what you said. I was teaching you without you knowing it how to flow instead of having to check all the intellectual boxes mm -hmm. because that's going to be more important. But watch this. Ministers, hear this. What's going to, if I'm being led by the Holy Ghost, what's going to give me access and the approval to ask her to minister? It's not a preparation of a message. What's going to give me the approval to say, you need to preach, is if the Holy Spirit knows she's been spending time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. You want to preach? Get in fellowship. Get in fellowship. It's not, about, it's not about how many sermons you got in your little book typed out. Yeah. It's about, have you been spending time with the Lord or not? 
Oh, glory. You know, that's what will give you access. You know, because if you, now think about this. If you haven't been spending time with the Lord, is the Holy Spirit going to tell me she's ready to give, she needs to give a message? I don't have anything to give if I haven't been spending time with Exactly, him. because it flows through the Spirit. It flows through that, that relationship. Yeah. So if you want to, if you're called the minister, spend time with Jesus. Yeah. Be in prayer. Be, you know, constant in your prayer and everything. Give thanks. Be in worship, in prayer, and praise. Stay in the Word. Meditate. Meditate on the word day and night. Yeah. You know, stay in this attitude of prayer. Pray without ceasing. You know, you should be in fellowship 24-7. You're communing with the Lord. You're yeah. seeking the Lord. I, that's the way I live. I'm always seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord. What I, t what I am to do, what I'm not to do. You know, I'm always seeking the Lord. And so you can see that. So what the Lord was saying was you're not prepared because you have all your notes together. Now that's not saying that you shouldn't throw, you know, not throw notes together. It's not saying that you shouldn't have notes. I, mean, I have notes every week, but the truth is I probably on average preach those notes 40% of the time. Maybe, maybe 40, I'll say 40 to 50 to 60% of the time, somewhere in there, probably 60%. For, that means 40% of the time, that's what I was getting at at first, 40% of the time I'll get up and it's a different message than what I have. Yeah. Or I'll only touch, you know, I'll have this many notes, I'll touch the first two. Yeah. It happens all the time. Why? Because it's a flow through the anointing, not trying to follow the notes. Yeah. Not trying to follow the notes. And I've, I've learned, and I'll hear people say, well, I've got I've to have time to prepare and I've got to have all my notes in front of me. No, you don't. Mm -mm. No, you do not. And that's, you know, that shows you how much we don't know this word. Yeah. It shows you that. So, can, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, as we've been talking, like a good, a good indicator that you've been more in your head than you realize is when you see a topic come up, you know, maybe your pastor's talking on healing and your brain's like, I know this. I've heard this That's before. a great point. I've got that. That's a great point. That's in your head. Because here's the thing. The Word of God is living and active. It's alive. You are yeah. never going to be able to search out the depths of the Word yeah. and be done. Like yeah. God, you're never going to find the end of God. His Word is too rich for that. And so a mind that receives, like somebody who's in reception mode, I've heard, like I've been at the church now, it's going to be eight years this August, so I've been here seven and a half years. I have heard pastor stories. Yeah. I can tell pastor stories. I do tell pastor stories. <laughs> like I know them. And yet reception is I listen to it like it's the first That's time. That's right. I purpose right. myself. Whenever he tells a story, even if I can finish that story, I'm going to receive it. I'm yeah. going to hear it as though it's alive yeah. that time. And that's what we have to do with the word of God. Just because you've heard a sermon on healing, are you laying hands on dead people and seeing them get up? Yeah. Then there's probably more to yeah. find out. What good is the worldly knowledge of healing doing if you're not producing yeah. it? In other words, there's more. There's something beyond just the knowledge of yeah. it. You know? And uh, so another thing is this. So think about these two things in, a, in message preparation, right? I can go after, uh, like, let's say mic drop moments and comedic moments, yes. right? Those two things are stories, you know, mic drop moments, comedic moments, stories. I can sit at home and study or in my office and I can study and I can go after these things and I can try to craft this perfect little message to preach. 
and I can come up in my mind, um, I can come up in my mind with these connections and this flow of a message yeah. that logically, and see, now watch, that logically will appeal to the people. Yeah. It'll logically, and that's why people can, have been able to draw big crowds is really because we have an immature church. Yep. We have an immature church that doesn't know how to discern a natural message from an anointed message. Yeah. Yep. There's a mic drop moment for you. And so we have a church, an immature church, you know, that doesn't know how to discern a mic drop moment or a natural message yeah. from an anointed message. Yep. Okay. And so one of the things that I can do is I can craft that and I can now watch. Remember our point yesterday. What was our number one point? Prioritize yielding and learning by the Holy Ghost instead of thinking naturally in our natural mind. Mm -hmm. We talked about that all day. We, we have to see that our priority is there. So when I want mic drop moments, comedic moments, stories in my message, I can either go first to my natural mind or I can go first to the Holy Ghost and I can ask him by faith, yeah. Lord. And I've asked him that. I said, Lord, you know, I'm not that funny. And, and it helps people. Like this is me helping to become a better minister. So I'm not receiving my funny moments because I planned them out. Right. I'm receiving my funny moments because I asked God for them. Right. And then he'll make me funny. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be sitting up there and, you know, I'll have a joke that actually works. Generally, if they work, they were the Lord. And if they don't work, you know, it came from me. But, um, you know, and there's some things that I just think are funny. But my, my humor is different from most I've found. <laughs> you find that quickly when you're ministering. And uh, so I, I'll ask the Lord by faith, Father, give me a mic drop moment. Give me something funny. Give me the story that will fit perfectly yeah. with what you want. I'm believing you for humor that'll break the ice, that'll help people relax and receive. I'm believing you for a mic drop moment that will give people just something yeah. that they can, a real nugget they can carry with them. I'm believing you, Lord, uh, for a story that would just weave so perfectly. Yeah. And the Lord gives those things. Yeah. As I'm flowing in the anointing, they come through the anointing yeah. and they carry a different level. But if I try to think of them ahead of time, a lot of times they fall flat yeah. and it's just not as good. Or it may engage the audience, yeah. but it keeps the audience. See, if I'm going to be a preacher that's worth anything, I don't want to lead the congregation to natural thinking. Yeah. I want to lead the con congregation to a spiritual impartation. Yeah. And so you can see how this would apply in work, in everything. So instead of trying to think through it, I ask and believe by faith, yeah. and I receive the impartation through the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And, you know, as, as pastors talking, I believe what the Holy Spirit's telling me is that there could be somebody watching who hears that and then their mind, again, your mind is so quick. It tries to be. Your mind saying, okay, well, then all those funny people and all those whatever people, then I'm just going to write them off because it's not real. Look, Jesse Duplantis, Evangelist Jesse Duplantis is one of the funniest ministers I've ever heard. But you can, you can talk to people. I don't know him personally, but pastor has met him and knows people who know him in his personal life. 
he's yeah. not funny. Yeah. Like he's super serious. He's yeah. a very scholarly, serious businessman. Yeah. But when the anointing comes on him, humor comes in, <laughs> and that's because he's called to it's do great things. It's an anointing. Things. Yeah. It's yeah. an anointing. Yeah. Just because you know, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, super like the oil of joy flows in that ministry. Yeah. Dr. Rodney's not even cracking jokes the majority of the time when it's happening. Yeah. Just because something is laughing, just because <laughs> it's a crowd, just because it's a mic drop moment, doesn't mean that it's not anointed. Yeah. You need to receive from the Holy Spirit whether something is anointed or not. That's not up to you to decide. And make sure, especially ministers, that you do not touch another anointed minister, that yeah. your words don't touch them or judge them. That's not your place to do that unless, yeah. you know, you're over a flock and the Lord's told you to say something specific. But even then, you don't touch the anointing yeah. of God. Yeah. So going back uh, to this scripture, we're in 2 Corinthians now in verse 12. What we just said in verse 11 is we have a command from God to get understanding and wisdom, to acquire it, to examine scriptures, and to study to show ourselves approved. Yeah. Our natural thinking and the way the world has brought us up will push those getting, push that getting to the natural mind, right? Yeah. It'll push that to the natural mind. But we see from the word that what we're trying to get is godly. And the only, only way that we can get godly things is through the Holy Ghost. So it's not going to come through the natural thing. It's going to come to a yielding of the Spirit and an impartation of the Spirit. And this is what uh, Jesus was really giving Peter, uh, you know, a good you know, way to go Peter about was he received revelation. He yeah. didn't receive it through his natural thinking. What did he say? He said, the Holy Spirit has revealed this yeah. to you. That's what made it anointed. That's what made it the foundation of the building of the church was it was anointed. It came from the Holy Ghost. Okay. Now let's go to verse 12. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. So we have what we need to, to receive. But the spirit who is from God, uh, so that we may know, know, so that we may know. How are we going to know? How are we going to get wisdom? How are we going to you know, acquire, examine, and study? How are we going to do those things? Through the Spirit. Through the Spirit we'll know. Yeah. Not through our thinking about it. Not through our think tank. Not through our brainstorming. Through the Spirit we'll know. Yeah. All right? And then it says, we'll know the things freely given to us by God. 13. Which things we also speak. Now, and watch this. Which things, and what, is, what are we? We're supposed to speak the things we got from the Spirit. Not supposed to speak the things we brainstormed about. Right. We, we put down our perfect little note. No, we, we speak the things we got from the Spirit. Right. Such a powerful set of verses right here. And, and so clarifying as you break it down. Not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit. Combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man, or let me put it in context, a natural thinking man mm -hmm. does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to them. In other words, when we start trying to think about it in our natural mind, it's not going to make sense. No wonder we have so many doctrines in the church that have been off and the yeah. power has been stripped because we've been trying to access all of it through natural thinking. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. 
And then he says, it'll be foolish. And it says not only that, that person who thinks naturally or goes about it naturally, you know, we're not just talking about sin man versus God man, but you have to see if we're trying to acquire this opposite of a way that God told us to do it, that effectively is sin. So when even a Christian who's, who's the righteousness of God in Christ continues to try and go about thinking natural thoughts, yeah. when God has said acquire them spiritually, that person is a natural man. Yeah. It's an, he's being a natural man, and he says he cannot understand the things of God. So a natural thinking will never study properly. A natural thinking will never examine the Scriptures properly. A natural thinking will never get wisdom and get understanding properly. It says, and he can't because they are spiritually appraised or spiritually discerned. Yeah. Spiritually discerned. And so now let's, let, I want to give you a couple of points on this. Such great, great things. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for bringing the, mm -hmm. these things out. Thank you for a great question, Miss Susie. All right, so now what does all this go back to? Yielding to the Spirit and making a priority of receiving impartation from the Spirit over, over, Thinking naturally. I'm going to give you an example, and I know Miss Susie is going to love this example because, and the Holy Ghost, as I started praying about this, he brought this example to me. I was like, ooh, that's good. All right, so uh, now watch this. Our job is not to uh, figure out the wisdom, our job is not to figure out the understanding. Our job is to fellowship and position ourselves for the wisdom, mm -hmm. for the understanding. So put that in the comments. Our job is not to figure out the wisdom. Our job is to fellowship with God and position ourselves to receive the wisdom. Our job is to fellowship with God and position ourselves to receive the wisdom. God's job is to bring insight ideas, and understanding. Amen. So see, when we start trying to figure it out, mm -hmm. we're, we're setting ourselves up to do God's job. No wonder it doesn't work. Yeah. It's actually an act of pride yeah. on, on an indirect level. And we're trying to do what God's already done. We're trying to do what God's got. Do you think God is sitting up there like, well, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do this. Uh, uh, Mom said to repeat, our job is not to figure out wisdom, to figure out how it works. Our job is to fellowship with God and position ourselves to receive the wisdom and, and receive the input, receive yeah. that. That's it. Our job is to receive that. Our job is to fellowship with God and receive and position ourselves to receive. Yeah. Amen. All right, now, so, and then God's job is to bring insight Ideas and understand what I was asking is, do you think, you know, let's say, let's say you have a project right now and you need wisdom to figure it out. Do you think that God is sitting up there and he doesn't know how to figure it out? No. No. You know, I've got, you know, I've got a couple of games of chess that I'm playing on my phone. And it, interestingly, the last couple of games that I started, I, I got in a jam quick and I'm like, oh man. And, uh, but let me tell you something. 
God right now, if, if he wanted to, he could look at that chess game. And me, I'm sitting there trying to figure it out, right? I'm trying to figure it out. And matter of fact, I'm going to pull out the God card on both of them jokers. And I'm going I'm to win in Jesus' name. <laughs> and, uh, but God, if God was sitting there playing that chess game, he can see all the moves. He knows what the other player is going to do. Yeah. He's not sitting there going, now I wonder what I need to do next. God's not doing that. So if he's already got that figured out, why would I even waste time? Yeah. Why would I waste time when I have access to him? I have the Holy Spirit who searches all things. Why would I waste time? I, you know, why? It's foolish. It's foolish for me to do that. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't... See, it's not that I'm not spending time in preparation. I'm, my preparation is spending time with Him. Mm -hmm. my, my preparation, and when I read this Word on the topics that I may be preaching on, that's my preparation, but I'm not preparing to figure it out. I'm preparing to fellowship. Yeah. I'm, I'm in fellowship as I read through this. Yeah. I'm preparing by spending time with him on that subject, on that topic. And while I'm reading, he'll be, I'll, I'm positioning myself for him to pour it out. Yeah. I'm not sitting there trying to figure out. See, that's what most people do. They spend their time all right, what does this verse mean? What does that verse mean? What does that verse mean? I spend my time with him, and then I find, all right, I'll go read the verses. And the first thing that generally happens with me is he'll give me a verse or two, and I'll know that's the key verse for that message. And I'll go to that verse, I'll read on it, or if it's not the key verse for the message, that verse will give me uh, um, insight and context, but it'll move to another key verse, yeah. right? It'll be either the, the key verse, or it'll be, it'll lead me to where I need to go. And so then I just spend time meditating on following that flow, and I'll pray in the Holy Ghost, and I'll be sitting there getting ready, you know, getting ready that morning right before I'm about to preach, and God will download what, what that means or what yeah. I'm supposed to say about it, or He'll show me something because I'm staying in that intimacy. I'm not sitting there like, how is this? How am I going to say? What am I going to do about this? That's me figuring it in my yeah. natural mind. I just position myself to receive. So let me say this again. Our job is to fellowship with God and position ourselves to receive His wisdom. Mm -hmm. God's job is to bring insight, ideas, wisdom, and understanding to us. Yeah. Because He already has it figured out. My job's not to figure it out. He's already got it figured out. Okay? And so this, this not only is a better way, but it's a much more efficient way because you stop wasting a lot of time. Yeah. So now watch this. All right, Miss Susie, this is especially for you, and the Lord gave it to me. I want you to think about a spreadsheet, because <laughs> that's where she works at. I want you to think about a spreadsheet, okay? If you know about a spreadsheet, some people do, some people don't, but most people have seen them. You go into a spreadsheet, and how it works is, and I want you to see this, how it works is you will start with a blank spreadsheet, you will put in uh, maybe a couple of numbers, and then you want to get to an output in that spreadsheet, okay, uh, if you're utilizing it for more than just formatting a flyer. You know, if you're utilizing it for its power, it will do math behind the scenes. And so you'll go to one cell of that spreadsheet, and you'll put in a, uh, formula. a formula that will produce an output. So you just, after you have that formula in there, you can put in your numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And it will run the math, do the work for you, and give you the output once that formula is figured out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now here's what I want to, to, you to give. 
God is like the spreadsheet creator. Okay? He made the spreadsheet. Yeah. He's got it all figured out. He made the spreadsheet and he already knows all the formulas and he's already put it all in. All we need is access to the spreadsheet, which is the Holy Ghost and fellowship, and we just put in the input data. Yeah. Lord, this is what I'm asking you for. Yeah. And we say, Lord, I access this, I access that spreadsheet by fellowshipping with you and yielding to the Holy Ghost. And I position myself to receive by making my request known to God like yeah. Philippians. And so I input what I need information on. God has the, puts the formula in place that we need and all of a sudden there's an automatic output that happens by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. He gives us the output. Mm -hmm. We don't figure the output. Output, he gives us the output. Yeah. And it says, see, we don't have to figure out and write the formulas. We just have to ask of God. Yeah. <laughs> this is just it. And, and here's what will happen. When he gives us the output, he will cause us to know what it took to figure it. Mm -hmm. So now we will have the answer that we need and we'll know how to get there. He'll give you the, the output. He will share those formulas with us as needed. So God made the spreadsheet. He has all the formulas pre-populated. We access him through the Holy Ghost and fellowship, and he will give us the output. And as we need the formulas, he'll give us the formula. Amen. That's it. It's that easy. And that's, that's the way life goes. See, here's the issue. Many people don't wait on the Lord. They'll, they'll put their request and, and that spreadsheet's, you know, you know, popping out an output and then they move on and they, they think, well, I got to figure this out. So they go to figuring, they go to figuring and they go to, and what are they doing? They're moving straight into the natural realm. And wasting time. And wasting time. When what they should be doing instead of going to figuring, they should just be spending time with the Lord. Yep. It goes back to not being satisfied to know the why. Or not being satisfied to know what's the connection, what's the formula here. See, we're not satisfied with that. We've not been satisfied with it. And so, yeah, so Miss Susie said, spreadsheet thinkers are looking for a formula. You're right. It's all about fellowship because God works differently with each of us. Mm -hmm. Exactly. He knows what makes you tick. He knows what you need when you need it. And so, yeah, there are things that you can do. Like I'm giving you a formula right now. Don't think naturally and try to figure it out. Go into fellowship and position yourself for output. That's a formula. Yeah. But that's a formula that God's already laid out. I'm just sharing it with you and drawing it out of the, out of the word. Now, here's, here's what happens. So a lot of people don't wait on the Lord. They, they're not satisfied to wait. They want to know why. They want to know how. They want to know all of this. Yeah. And if God hadn't revealed it, see, they don't trust their relationship. And if God hadn't revealed it to them, then, see, I trust a relationship with God. If I need to know it, he'll tell me. Yeah. He will talk to me. And if I miss it, he'll get louder because he's merciful. I just have to make sure I'm positioned in humility and yielding to him. I keep that connection live. I keep it sound. He does all the rest. Amen. I just have to be in place. Amen. And that's through fellowship and humility. And then, so when they... They, when people don't yield to that, they get over here in natural thinking and all of a sudden they have, they have ideas, but they're not God ideas. Yeah. They have ideas, but, they, but not God ideas. So your study 
All right, watch this. So here's, yeah, mom says this, don't clog the connection. See, when we go to our natural man and our natural ability to think and process and figure it out, when we go to that, we actually get in the way of God's answer. Yeah. Because then we come up with an answer and we think that's it. And God's actually trying to tell us something else. And we're like, no, God gave me this answer while I was thinking about it. Well, did you think about it naturally? Well, yeah. Well, that ain't God's answer. Yeah. Unless he spoke to you while you were thinking about it, you know, but that's generally not going to be his way. It's going to come through fellowship. And so it's very important. So here's what I do. Here, here's, here's what I do. When I am getting wisdom and understanding, when I'm examining the scriptures, like somebody asked me a question this week and it was something I was like, if I've ever heard about that in the Bible, I don't remember it. And it's there. Because I read it, it's there. But I'm like, okay, Lord, what is this? You know? And the truth is, I probably don't need to know about it because I've got no insight on it yet. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's probably searching for something I don't, I don't, have, I don't have to know right now. But, um, and that's generally what happens. So if he doesn't answer me, I don't have an answer to give. Yeah. I'm not going to try and manufacture one. I'm, I trust my fellowship with him on that level so that if I don't hear an answer, I know he hasn't answered me yet. But now, in order to do that, you've got to make sure that you are humble in that fellowship. Because if you're acting in pride, that's, that will block his answer from you. So I make, sure, I'll, I'll make sure that I humble myself in fellowship with him. Now, when I'm studying to show myself approved, when I'm examining scripture, when I'm getting wisdom, I'm getting understanding, the first priority is I know that I don't do that through natural thinking. I've got to yield in fellowship and position myself for that getting, for that acquiring. So what I will do is one of three things. Uh, I'll either, what's fellowship? Uh, there's four parts of fellowship. And uh, three of them are individual, and one of them's corporate. So the corporate one is corporate uh, fellowship with God. That's what you would do on Sunday morning at your church, a corporate fellowship with God. Uh, the other three is individual, and that would be uh, being led by the Spirit in all three areas, prayer, the Word, and worship. And so if I'm looking for an answer, I'm going to go do one of those things and I'm going to allow the Holy Ghost to lead me in each one of those, yeah. three, each one of those things. And I'm, so I may go into prayer and I might just start praying in the Holy Ghost. Now watch, like we talked about yesterday, then my natural mind tries to come and start thinking what's the answer to that. I'm going to throw that thinking out. I'm going to capture that natural thinking and throw it out, and I'm just going to focus on praying in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I'm going to clear my mind on that. I'm going to do it on purpose because I don't want the natural man coming in and corrupting what I might be given, getting. I don't want the natural thinking counterfeiting what God may be given to me. I just want to focus on relationship with God. If we'll focus on that relationship with God, that'll work out. I, I might not be prayer. It might be that I feel led at that moment to enter in and, and read the Word yeah. and read the Word. And, and in that Spirit-led Word, it might lead me to another Scripture or another Scripture. I just keep reading. I'm not, and while I'm reading, I'm not trying to connect the dots. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just reading. I'm just fellowshipping with the Lord. I'm letting the Lord bring that to me. And this has become an indicator to me. Did I produce it in my head yeah. or did I bring it to me? And one of the indicators to tell if you did that is, were you thinking on it before you got it or did it just kind of 
pop into your spirit. Right. And a lot of times what you'll find, I would say the majority of times, you'll be, you'll be not really thinking about it. You'll just be reading and it'll go boop and it'll pop into your spirit. And that was the Holy Spirit leading that to you. Yeah. Now you have wisdom of the Lord. That's not an absolute, but a lot of times that's how that happens. Or I may be just worshiping him. Lord, I just worship you. I praise you and I thank you. So I'm going to make sure that I fellowship with him and I ask him for the thing I need. Ask him for the wisdom. Yeah. Ask him for the, you know, the output that I need. Ask him for the figuring it out. I'm going to ask Ask him for that wisdom. So once I made that request, I know it's coming. Yep. I know it's coming because James 1 says, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally. Mm -hmm. In other words, freely without getting on their case, mm -hmm. right? He's going to give it. So if I ask him, I know it's coming. Yeah. I know it's coming and I just need to wait on it and I need to be patient and I need to trust my fellowship with him. I need to get into a place of fellowship that's so strong in him we live and move and have our being. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I don't have a lot to add to that because what, what do you add to the Lord? But, <laughs> you know, this topic is huge. And as you are receiving it, ask the Lord to show you those areas in yeah. your life where you've been thinking versus when you've just been receiving from him. Like yeah. I... I feel like we could do an entire broadcast of these are markers of what yeah. thinking feels like. I, yeah. There are so many. But ask the Lord to show you those things. And he's gracious. He's kind and he's patient. He'll show you where those things are. He'll help you with them. Yeah. But don't feel like you have to earn it. Jesus right. paid the price for you to be able to have intimacy with the Father yes. through him. That's already a done deal. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to pay a price of reading your Bible a certain amount of minutes a day or hours yeah. a day. You don't have to pray a certain type of way or spin your flags counterclockwise to undo the <laughs> spiritual wicked. Like there's nothing you've got to do to earn him. You just have to be yielded to him and say, Father, I'm yours. Yeah. Speak to me, and he's good. You know, this was the trap that I fell into for years. Pastor for years would tell me, Barrett, you need to get on your knees. You need to have intimacy with the Lord. You need to do these things. And I would, yes, sir, him, and amen it, and get so scared that God wouldn't talk to me. I felt like it was on me to earn it. But as I yielded to him, I realized God so desperately wanted to talk to me. I was blocking it because yeah. I wasn't in position to receive. I just spun and spun and spun in yeah. my brain so fast that I was blocking his voice. And when I just stopped and gave myself to him and was, okay, Lord, I don't know how. I don't know what it looks like, but I know you're good. And I know your love for me. You know, take some time, meditate on the love of God that he has for you. You're the apple of his eye. Yeah. His, his face is toward you. He's never going to turn away from you. His wrath has been removed from you. He is pleased with all mankind. Grace and peace be to all mankind. That's his will for you. He loves you. He sent the son not to judge and condemn the world, but that the world through him should be saved. 
He desires intimacy. The cry of his heart is, I am their God and they are my people. He wants intimacy with you. That's his desire. So don't fear that you're not going to hear. He's a smart enough God that he knows your love language. He knows your what, how to, how to speak your language. He can do that. Trust in him and his love for you more than what you've done to earn it. You'll never earn it. Jesus earned it for you. Yeah. Uh, my, my mom just brought up this scripture. It's Proverbs uh, chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Now, and watch what it says combined with what we're talking about today. Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. Uh, can you see that yeah. now more clear than you ever have before? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the spirit and the relationship. Now watch this. And uh, verse 6 says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. What is that saying? It's saying in every way that you go, stay connected. Yeah. Stay connected. Acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. In Amen. other words, he will show you what you need to know. Yeah. So these things, they're so important all the time that we understand that. I want to give you one more thing as we wrap up today. And that is 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19. And I want you to see this because this is what we think. See, we have come from a society of condemnation. Yeah. We've come from a society of condemnation and the flesh always feels like it needs to earn it. And you mentioned something earlier. The flesh is always trying to earn something. We did a series a while back called The Two Parts of Life. And in that series, what we talked about, the key verse was this verse. Let me read it to you. 1 John 4, 19. We love because he first loved us. In other words... We weren't able to love and serve him until we received his love. And so a lot of times what we're trying to do is we're trying to love him to get him to love us. We're trying to study so that he will give us what we need instead of loving on him and through that love to him, there's a flow of what we need. And so we feel like we have to earn that knowledge when God says you have the anointing and you know, just access the anointing. He says, you have the anointing and yeah. you know, access the anointing. You know, so in other words, many times people are trying, he's already poured out love on us through what he's already given, access that love, access that anointing, and he'll give us the knowledge. He loves us already. Yeah. He already wants to give us all things. He's looking to do that. And so, yeah, and that, that series is such a huge series for us to do it because we've been raised in a culture of condemnation yeah. where we all feel like we need to earn his love and we need to earn our stripes with him. And it's not that we don't have work to do. We do have work to do, but we don't do work to earn. We do work because we love them. Yeah. You see, we don't, we don't just give so to 
earn or to reap a harvest only, although that is a byproduct of it, we sow because we love them. If we're trying to sow only to get a seed without love for him, love is what empowers all the supernatural to work. And so that's what you want to do. That's the first thing. But that doesn't mean that you can't sow to reap a harvest. A farmer sows to reap a harvest. A person can sow finances to reap a harvest. But what we have to understand is it all stems out of his love for yes. us first. So we, we go to what his love balled us. What did his love buy us? What is eternal life that his love balled us? To know him, to be in intimate fellowship with him. So we go to what his love balled us, and in that love we receive all of the supply, and we do the work, and we study, and we, uh, we acquire and all this because we love him. Yeah. Not because we're trying to be the smartest in the room. Yeah. Not because we want to have mic drop moments. Not because of any of that. We do that because we love them. Because yeah. we love them. Well, Matthew six thirty three: seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and yes. all these things will be added unto him. If we're seeking the thing yeah. before the Lord, then we're not going to have the thing added unto us. But when we seek him first, he's so good that he's going to yeah. add that wisdom. He's going to add those Amen. finances. So as we're talking about that today, uh, you know, going into sowing into the ministry, don't sow uh, just because you want to harvest. Yes, you can sow because you want to harvest, but don't do that as your base reason. Mm -hmm. Sow because you say, Lord, I love you. Lord, you gave me wisdom through this broadcast today. That's you, Lord. I'm sowing to honor who you are and what you're doing for me. So for those reasons. And so, you know, today, even as we, you know, on in Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate and the amount, or you can go to giveww.org and you can sow one time or you can partner with us and sow on a regular yeah. basis. And some of you need to do that. And, but don't do it because you're just trying to get a harvest. Do it because you love God. In other words, watch this. This What we're doing, we're moving into fellowship even in our sowing. We're not just moving to a physical release of money. See how this applies in so many areas. See, you can be natural and I'm just releasing money in the seed and I'm just releasing money in the offering. That's not the way to do it. You're not going to have supernatural. Why? Because it's a principle. It's a way of doing it. No, you move over into fellowship mm-hmm. with God and position yourself for a harvest. Yeah. You, just like you position yourself for wisdom, you move over into fellowship and intimacy with God and you position yourself for a harvest. So as you're giving today, this is what I do when I give. I say, Lord, thank you so much for what you just gave me through this word. I was fed. Even if I don't understand everything that I received, I know the anointing was feeding yeah. me even while I was listening to this. And Lord, I receive. I receive everything that you had out of this. And Lord, I, because you loved me, I'm going to love you because you first loved me and poured it out. And so here's my love for yeah. God so loved that he gave. And so I so love today that I'm giving to you. And I am believing in this fellowship. I am believing in the sowing. You are going to bring a harvest. So I'm Amen. putting faith that you will supernaturally bring a harvest right now. So as you sow today, you know, as you sow, either on Facebook, hashtag donate in the amount or give www.org. As you sow today, don't just do a physical transaction. Make it a spiritual transaction and do it out of intimacy with him. So right now, just Father, right now we praise you. We worship you. 
Lord, it pleases us to give to you. Lord, thank you for pouring out revelation right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for pouring out revelation on the difference between uh, God's logic and man's logic. Thank you, Lord, for pouring it out. We praise you for it. And we give you the glory for it. Thank you, Lord, for showing us how to get wisdom and understanding, how to examine the scriptures, how to study properly to show ourselves approved through fellowship with you, positioning ourselves for revelation. Thank you, Lord. It's not through our natural figuring. It's through positioning in an intimate fellowship with you. And the Holy Spirit will search, will search you for the things we're looking for, and he'll draw them out. Just like our harvest, the Holy Spirit knows where our supernatural harvest is. He will search the Lord for where that harvest is to come. As we sow today, and there's something special on the sowing yeah. today. There, there's something special on that sowing today. And uh, I, don't, I don't know all the details of it, but I can just sense it. As, because here's what it is. When you move your sowing out of just a natural process and into a supernatural process, things change. Your sowing goes to another level. And what you're, you're sensing, I, I can feel it right now. I can sense it. You're sensing I'm giving in a different way today. Yeah. And as you give in a different way today, you're going to receive on a different way as well. And this is more an action, not of seed time and harvest. It's more an action of intimate fellowship with God on this sowing because we've been talking about this. Yeah. And so their faith has risen for this. So as you sow today on that, make sure that you are in that intimacy and in that fellowship. So Father, right now, thank you for opening our eyes, giving us, see what happened, Lord, is we just connected with you and you just poured out revelation on everybody. You poured out uh, the output, the figuring about sowing today, about the reaping today. You poured that out and we weren't even, we weren't even asking for it. We just were uh, positioning ourselves for it. Amen. Marky says, I can sense that. It, it is. I can sense it too. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself personally as well. I, I can't do it in our Facebook app because it doesn't let me. But um, I'm going to do that as well because I want to be a part of what he just, he just did. And so, Lord, right now, we give not just out of seed time and harvest, but we give out of fellowship with you. Lord, and let us move into, we thank you. We see that you loved us and you poured out. And we say, Lord, because you loved us, we love you. And so, Lord, this is a part of our love. It's a part of our action. We praise you for it, and we thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Lord. I just ask right now that you would bless every seed that people are sowing. Thank you, Lord. Bring it about quickly. Bring it about supernaturally. And, Lord, just right now, you brought it up to me again. Lord, cancel their debt. Cancel their debt, supernatural debt erased in Jesus' name. I mean completely gone, completely gone, supernatural in Jesus' name. Cancel that debt. Lord, bring about debt cancellation greater than ever before. Thank you. In the partners with What's Right, in the partners with Boomerang Church, Lord, bring about that debt cancellation in Jesus' name. We thank you for it and we praise you for it. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Had you not brought it up, I would have. The, the debt cancellation? Yeah, the Lord yeah. spoke it to me too. 
That's awesome. Amen. Yeah, Amen. I got to get this ready to go. Amen. That's your seed. That's what's happening today. So put faith on it. Yeah. Put faith on what yeah. the Lord just did and receive yes. that for yourself. Amen. 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 We love you so much. The rest of this week, this is what we're going to do. Um, I believe I've gotten confirmations. We've been sitting in here. I'm going to talk about the difference, the, how you get it, and the fruit of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And this message, I haven't preached this since 2010 and uh, preached it. And uh, I'll, I'll teach it here, but uh, it is one of the greatest things that I've ever taught. Yeah. And uh, you will really, really enjoy it. I'm looking forward to getting into it again. Amen. And uh, we love you. We'll start that tomorrow. I don't know how long it'll go, probably just a couple of days, two or three days. But uh, anyway, we love you so very much, and I'm excited yeah. for what God's going to do in your life. I'm excited for the seeds that people sowed today, Amen. what God's going to bring about in a harvest. That's going to be awesome. And uh, I believe, uh, who's going to wrap it up, you? I guess so. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, I see online uh, on YouTube, Kevin, that you did hashtag donate. On YouTube, we can't do that. But if you are on YouTube or you, if you're watching oh, yeah. on our website, you can go to giveww.org. We'll yep. look to do some giving things on YouTube yep. if we can. But go to giveww.org for today if you're not on Facebook. Amen. Um, so, or that'll work. Yeah. Well, well, oh, that's a different that's a Kevin. Different Kevin. <laughs> the, the Kevins. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Nowicki just gave on the Facebook. So. Yes. But that being said, thank you so much for watching today. We will be back tomorrow at 1130 a.m. Yeah. with this brand new series of the Lord. You literally saw the Lord give it to pastor and confirm it on Amen. the broadcast. So tomorrow is going to be awesome. Share the yeah. broadcast and we'll be back tomorrow at 1130. Love you so very much. Love Hope you. this has helped you. Share it because people need to hear this. They yeah. need, we need to get out of immaturity and get into the mature things of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>